Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Joe Madden, Ron Romanelli, Chris Ruffalo, and Brian Bittler bringing home the uh, cleanup spot there. I think we're twinsies today, Brian and I. And uh, got uh, probably other handicappers joining us throughout the show. But it is Saturday. It's the first Saturday in May. That means the Kentucky Derby is today, one of my favorite days of the year. Love the Kentucky Derby. Normally, I'm at least in Vegas if I'm not at Churchill Downs for the Derby. But um, anyways, uh, we've got tons of Major League Baseball action after yesterday's rainouts. We've got um, we've got uh, NBA playoffs. We've got NHL playoffs. So we got plenty going on. And of course, at PickDogs.com, I'm running that 15% off. You can only use it once per person. So pick your spot there. You can see it on the on the on the screen. Use code May15, all small, all one word. One use per person, get 15% off whatever's in your cart. So it could be a $15 Ron rundown. It could be a yearly package. It could be five yearly packages, whatever the case may be. One per thing. I think I'm going to do every month. I'm going to do some sort of coupon giveaway special, whatever. Last month, we did a free consensus report. This month, we'll do the 15% off. So we'll see how this works out. I like giving stuff away. I think our prices are fair to begin with compared to the competition. And I think, of course, you know, the quality is ours is here. Theirs is about here. Um, you guys, you know, so um, it's always good every day, no matter what price you're paying. But I think the 15% off is always just a nice little bonus. Give something back to the community. So this is the uh, two hours a day where Joe Madden questions every decision she's ever made in her life, which brings her to this spot. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here. So good questioning. That's for sure. You know, do you, you know, do you sometimes just sit here and wonder where exactly did my life take this turn? You know, or it's like, I'm here hanging out with, with these guys. Times. You know? There has been times and there has been moments. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the heck did he just say? And what am I doing right here? But. Definitely. Okay, it's normally when you go against my Chargers, so we're not in NFL season, so it's all good. Oh, we talked about the Chargers a little bit yesterday. <laughs> Ron Romanelli here from the Rundown, back on the winning streak of his uh, Ron Rundown fifteen dollar picks with the Diamondbacks yesterday. Ron, a tough person to watch games with. He, he texts me, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's like he's 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 a panic bush, button pusher. I'm the opposite. I always feel that if I'm up by two runs, I circle it as a win. If I'm down by two runs, it's like I feel pretty good where we're at. We got this thing, you know. It's just the way that I always am, and uh, you know, I think you know for Ron, it's more like well, I was on the Philly, so that means the Diamondbacks are going to blow it. And that doesn't necessarily you know mean it's just the the moral of the story is. Never bet the Phillies, right? That's that's the moral of the story here. Never, under no circumstances, will be betting the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, I mean, I think me, I think I'm super pessimistic, and you're way too optimistic. So we got to try to find a middle ground because it is tough watching a game. I, I, I bet you're probably rolling your eyes when you see my messages. You know, oh, we're dead, we're dead. You know, <laughs> well, I mean. Ruffalo's been been to Vegas with me, so he knows um, he knows why I'm optimistic. <laughs> it's like I one of those people that it's like I don't know, man. It's just I'm always really lucky. I can't really help it, man. It's like I, it's like people are always like, oh, but you get a write off all your losses. I'm like, well, it doesn't really work that way, does it? It's kind of like 
Rufalo sees me. I'm like, yeah, I got. It's like we're supposed to go out to dinner. It's like, um, I got this mountain of cash in my pocket. I'm not, it doesn't really fit. I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> we're walking with. He's walking with a limp through Park MGM, and I'm like, okay, well, okay, now we got to slow down a little bit. Something's going on here. And then we re- and then we and then and then he explains it, and then it all makes sense. It's like Evans. Uh, that was the Miami Hurricanes on the on the money line against Auburn, followed by three roulette spin winners in a row. And uh, yeah, it was just one of those moments. But anyways, Chris, welcome back to the morning show. It's been a while since we've seen you bright and early here. Um, is this pre donut or post donut for you? Can it be pre and post? Well, it can be pre and post. Now, before the show started, we had a discussion that you feel there's, you know, we've had this discussion before on our shows about how there's never too much cheese. So have you ever seen the grilled cheese on the glazed donut before? Have you ever seen this? Where they cut the glazed donut in half, put the, make the grilled cheese out of the glazed donut. Yeah, I've seen, well, I've seen, I've seen burgers like that at like the, the state, like the county fair or whatever, but. Uh, on a donut? <laughs> Yeah, I've seen burgers. I've seen, I've seen breakfast sandwiches. I've seen the donut can be can be a vessel for many many things. All right. Can I say I've done it? <laughs> well, <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> My bet is on the over on that one if there's a total. Hey, easy. <laughs> it's only five minutes in. Calm down. <laughs> don't get my blood. Don't don't get my blood pressure up talking about donuts already. Brian, uh, how you doing today? I didn't even see how everybody did yesterday. I know you're normally are all all business here. Um, how's it going? Three and two, three and two yesterday, but we were led yesterday by Al McWhorty and Rob Rod Zawacki. You had excellent days yesterday. But I had an absolutely terrible day yesterday. I couldn't win anything to save my life. No free picks or no nothing. Everything was just straight down the garbage yesterday. Yeah. It all started with that rainout game. And I swear, as soon as I don't win that first game of the day and that game getting called as a rainout, it just was done from there. I would say the Miami Marlins were my biggest disappointment yesterday. For me, it was just I had a few that were – for me, I had Seattle – and uh, they got the lead in the eighth inning. Their ass slapped and doing everything. And then uh, they blow the lead in, in the top of the ninth. And uh, that was pretty much the difference between, I think, I'm, I'm not even sure if it was a winning or losing day for me because I know I hit with Vince in uh, Boston for the easy win. Um, but um, I lost a few other ones. Yankees game is canceled again. Philly's game will be canceled also, I believe. We'll have to keep our eye on that. And, uh, wow, it's going to be one of those uh, days and one of those schedules. But we still got plenty of action going on. We know one game that's not going to be rained out, and that's the Celtics and the Bucks. Joe. Um, they head back to Milwaukee, and, I mean, it could be raining threes. You know, it could be raining cash. Could be Hope all it's raining f- cash. Could Hope be. it's raining cash for everyone watching. Well, what do you think of this uh this gem. 
Oh, this is going to be an interesting one. You know, we saw uh, the Bucs just dominate in the first game, Celtics dominate in the second. Both teams had one game that they just weren't able to get those, you know, those threes, get the points on the board. Both teams had one game that they struggled in. I think we're going to have a tight game here, and I'm looking for the Boston Celtics to keep it tight. I think they're just so strong on the road, seven and two in their last nine road games. So give me the Boston Celtics plus the points, but I don't see this one being a blowout on either side. How about you, Roman Nelly? Yeah, this is a tough game. You know, when you get this far into the playoffs, you're going to see games like this where, to be, to be honest with you, I think it is a coin flip kind of game, and that's why you see the spread where it is. Um, but the biggest thing for me is, you know, the Bucks' shooting numbers have really plummeted without Middleton in the lineup. We saw last time out they only made three three-pointers in game two. And uh, I just worry about that going into this game as well. Celtics are shooting lights out right now. You saw game two, uh, 20 of 43 from three, 46%, while the Bucks three of 18 at 16%. You know, I think the Milwaukee is the slightly better a defensive team, but I, I think Boston's getting some good price here in the money line, getting plus money. I think they're going to take at least one of the road games, uh, so I'll take them on the money line here, getting the plus money. Well, you, you said Boston has been shooting the lights out, but game one, I think they scored 89 points, so they didn't exactly shoot the lights out there. Well, they still shot better from three than Milwaukee did. Okay. Anyways. Got uh, Chris Ruffalo. He loves saying he, Chris Ruffalo loves saying the player names. The tougher, the better for him. We know it. So we'll get a few Giannis with the last names. Like I call, I always defer Greek freak Giannis, whatever. Ruffalo likes the full, the full Monty here when it comes to the names. <laughs> full, full pronunciation, yes. full marks for uh... he practices. It's like the, for, for, the, for the country of origin, like the, the guy in the balls with the V, you know, it's like, I can't even pronounce this guy's name. It's like, it's just, yeah, yeah, those guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the, the, the opposite way here. I'm going to go. I, I like the bucks. I, I still can't get over the fact these are still the defending champions. They still got a lot of depth. I know there's no Middleton, but I'm expecting some regression offensively for for both teams positive for milwaukee and uh maybe a bit negative for uh for boston here it'd be interesting to see how boston can take that shooting onto the road that yeah they did hit 23s in in uh, game two but again they've got to adjust and now take it on the road and, and i know milwaukee didn't have the, the greatest against the spread record at home this season but there's just something about Pfizer for him. So I, I got to take Milwaukee laying only a point and a half. Maybe just go with the money line if you don't want to take the risk with the point in case it's a one-point game. Brian? I'm going to go with three different prop player prop bets here. I'm going to take Giannis under 30 and a half points, Jalen Brown under 23 and a half points, and Jason, Jason Tatum plus 700 score the first bucket. I just think it'll be a defensive uh, – a uh, theme game tonight, and I see those two players getting shut down a little bit. Not shut down, shut down, but under control. I like the Bucks. I just think getting back home, tough crowd, kind of like what Rufo said. They are the defending world champions, and they certainly had their way in um, in, in game one. And uh, I think the Celtics are, you know, well, they're one of the two public teams in, in the NBA, the two most public. Right, so um, the fact that the Bucks are only favored by two here, you know, it shows you, yeah, you know, 
They're fishing for Celtic money. More than likely, they're going to find it. Because they always do. Anyways, got another game too. We've got the uh, Grizzlies and the Warriors. It's just so weird because the Grizzlies are the home um, are the the home team in the series, right? So it just makes it weird. So this one's Game Three at Golden State. It's just not something that we're used to seeing uh, throughout the years. Joe Madden, um, what do you think of this game? I can't wait for this game. This is going to be a great one. I'm going to take the Memphis Grizzlies plus the points here. I really do think this is going to be a tighter game. I also am looking at um, a couple prop bets here. I think we can take Morant over his points. He's been hitting 42.4% in his last 10 games. I think he's going to have a great one in this. And then I'm going to look at Steph Curry as well, because I think on the other side of the ball, he's doing absolutely fantastic, hitting that 43.7%. And I think we can take him over his... uh, shots tonight so I think we got a great game on our hands I think it's going to be a tight one and I look at what both teams are doing if the Grizzlies want to win this this is going to be a higher scoring game Ron Romanelli yeah I think this game to to me I I like the under in this one I think we're going to see the defenses turn up a bit but Golden State being the home team they do like to slow it down a bit Memphis one of the faster teams in terms of pace in the league so I just think this game's gonna be a little bit closer to what we saw in game two in that uh, 207 points combined you know game one went well over the total but uh, I do think with Golden State being at home and as the favorites here I think they're gonna play a little bit more to their tempo so I'm gonna take the under in that one Ruflo? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Joe with uh, with Memphis and the points in this one. I think it's just going to be a close game. You know, can't forget that, you know, yeah, Memphis was at home in the first two games, but they've also outscored the Golden State Warriors by four points in the first two games, and all of a sudden the line's going to flip seven points in Golden State's favor. And, you know, I get it. The uh, the Warriors are a deep team, and they've been a different team since Steph Curry came back. But John Morant's shown the ability to put the team on his back and really sort of help carry them to at least a close game, if not if not an outright victory. So uh, I got to I got to take the Grizzlies to at least keep this one closely and maybe give themselves a shot to win this one outright as well. How about you, Brian? Yeah, I hate to go against my good buddies Joe and uh, Ruflo here, but I just think this line's high for a reason. The Warriors are playoff tested. Uh, you know, we're not in Memphis with that home crowd behind the Grizzlies here. I think uh, the stars on the Warriors here are going to come out to play. I think it's a 10-point win here for Golden State, so that's who I'm going to be behind. I'm with you, Brian. I'm on the Warriors as well at home. I just think... Um... You know, these. This is where they do it, and I think they think they even spot the Grizzlies. You know, I think the Grizzlies maybe are leading at halftime, and uh, the Warriors just come out and it's the Steph Curry, you know, thirty-eight point third quarter or whatever. You know, it's like we've seen it a million times. How many points did he have in the All Star game again? Didn't he hit like forty-seven three pointers or something? Something. Yeah, it was right around there. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was something crazy. I think he scored 432 points, and he had like 47, 34, something like that. Anyways, a few things going on. This is the what are you you selling today segment. You know, this is those of you that, you know, want to go get a cup of coffee or something. This is the time to do it. But I did post something on Twitter this morning and on Instagram. I know we have our Become a Capper contest, but it seems that half the world misses it because I get this, I get 
a zillion emails. So I decided to post this on Twitter this morning. I'm going to show it right on the screen. Here it is. Okay, so there you guys can see it. And I'll read it for those of you that are, are just listening. It says, a reply to my most asked questions. I'll be hiring one new capper for Pick Dogs from Twitter to apply. Email me, all caps, and tell me why it should be you. If you do not use a real picture, it isn't you. If you can't find my email, it isn't you. If you DM me, if you DM me it isn't you. No retweet. It's not you. Good luck. Make it happen. There it is. I don't know how long it's going to take me to find this person, but I'm going to bring, bring on one more capper, and I'm going to bring it. It's going to be one of these Twitter cappers, but they got to use a real picture. And that's the way it is. I make them accountable, and uh, let's see what they actually can do. I'm interested. I think we could use a guy that does the social media to begin with kind of go backwards here instead of trying to get these guys to do social media joe begs them she pleads with them instead of her having to plead them we're going to try the opposite direction and see if that works and uh find someone that's good at twitter to be a capper on our site who was also a good capper how about that oh you like that idea yeah i think that's a good idea for sure Joe's like there is a reason i showed up today <laughs> Someone who is uh, pushing their socials would be very nice to yep. see. And that's what I'm looking for. Someone who lights it up on social, does the pics, does all that stuff, and knows what they're doing, and can figure out where my email is, how to contact us. Ooh, if you can't find someone's email, man. Then you, you can only imagine what's going to be like working with me if you can't do that simple thing. Yep. Absolutely. going to be a tough day at the office. That's Brian, he'll <laughs> tell you. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Joe, what are you selling today? Joe's been red hot on our leaderboards. Um, except for yesterday. Except Huge fall yesterday. You can't yesterday. win them all. You're not going to win every day. The only people that win every day are the guys on Twitter. So what we're going to hold on a second. Let's show the leaderboards and stuff. We have, we've been doing this. Let's, um, let's do it. Let's show the leaderboards and all that kind of good stuff here. And we'll go through this together. All right. On top of the leaderboards here, we got for yesterday, Rod Zawacki. Also, uh, that put him in the leader for the last seven days. He had a monster day yesterday. Up 680 units. He must have hit some dogs. And um, Chase Diamond up there. We haven't seen him up there in a while. Joe Madden, number two for the week. And also um, got... Uh, Big Al, Randy Chambers. I knew Randy Chambers bringing him on was a home run. He's a guy that I was a no-doubter. He's been writing more articles for it. Than, uh, we'll talk about him in a minute with the, some of the other guys. And then we'll look at um, the hottest cappers this way. So it goes much further than just those. So you can look at the week and see what's happening. See, so Rod must have hit some dogs, 16 and 17, but whatever it takes to get it done, right? Me and Brian, me and Brian kind of hanging in there, treading water, but uh, still grinding out that profit. Tony Brown, I see on the list. In the last 30 days, Joe Madden. 
right there. Randy Chambers, Ron Romanelli, Al Ninos, Big Al, James Clark. James Clark's been killing it. He's been kill I sent him a message. So you're killing it. <laughs> That's all I said. She's <laughs> freaking killing it. <laughs> so, I don't usually do that too much. And then here's by sport. Here's for the year. And uh, then we go for baseball. Al Ninos has passed Romanelli. Dana Lane, Brian. I'm kind of mucking around in there. I'm right near the bottom, but it's... And that's over. And here's NBA. It's James Clark. That's where he's really been doing it. And then in the NHL, Al Ninos once again. Al Ninos having his best year I've ever seen him have, to be honest with you. All right. Well, let's go back to where we are. Here we are. All right. Found everyone. Okay. Joe, what are you selling today? Um, I have a three-pack of totals today. I have one in the NHL and two in the NBA, and then I also have a MLB Best Bet, and that's sold separately by itself. Ron Romanelli. Yeah, we got my uh, daily $15 MLB best bet. Doing them every day for the past 10 days or so. Doing well so far. I think we're 7-4 and four and a couple pushes. Uh, $15 guaranteed at Pick Dogs Premium. Chris Ruffalo? Yeah, for me, I got uh, my uh, MLB triple play for today. My three plays on the board for uh, MLB. I absolutely love for today. And then uh, for long-term subscribers, I got my best bets from the NBA and NHL in there as well. So check that out over Pick Dogs Premium. Right. I'm trying to get a third straight winning day. I got my gone streaking three-pack best bet uh, in Major League Baseball, best bet NBA, best bet NHL, all for $50 at PickDogs.com Premium Picks. Long-term subscribers, there's two extra picks in there for you if you're a three-day, seven-day, or thirty-day, one-year guy. All right, I have. Uh, all right, we got two more people with us too. Awesome. So we've got. Um, we got Jovan and Al Ninos with us, guys. We're uh, what we're doing is we're just going over what we have for sale today, just real quickly. Then we're going to get back to it. We did NBA, but we'll come back to you guys on that as well. Jovan, you're up. Yeah, I have an um, NBA three-pack. Um, that's just about it, $39.99 on the website. How about you, Al Ninos? We're just talking about how you've been winning a lot of games, NHL and uh, baseball, top of the leaderboard. Yeah. I got a um, three-pack with my best bet in each sport, and then uh, – few extra plays in the uh, MLB for everyone on the long-term passes. And thank you. All right. I got my $15 bet. I've got an MLB three-pack. I've got extra plays. And, um, yeah, I just, I'm still running through the, through the roster of stuff. It's like a lot of late lines and you have to remember it's like for me you know it's three o'clock in the morning four o'clock in the morning i'm doing my seven free picks and you know everything else so i'm still piecing it together and um i will have by the time we're done with the show everything i have will be good to go but uh 
Anyways. Jovan and Al, um, you guys missed our NBA segment, but we'll cut back to you. What do you what do you like in tonight's NBA, Jovan? Either either game or both. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take us. Uh, I mean, it's a homer pick, of course, <laughs> but I'm gonna take a slight lean towards the Celtics. I mean, that's just their defense. You know, they did it to uh, Kevin Durant, and they're doing it to Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, they're building the wall, and Giannis is having a a real hard time um overcoming it. You know, the problem with him is he doesn't um. One of the things with Giannis is for everything that he does do. You know he's not a good open, you know, good um perimeter shooter, and he doesn't play to his back to the basket. You know, so until he finds you know that part of his or those two parts of his game, you know, he's he's gonna have to find it quick. You know, he's gonna get his points. Of course, he's gonna get to the line, you know, and all that. But he, they're really relying on the other guys to hit their three point shots, and if they're not hitting their three point shots, they're in big trouble. You know, so, I mean, I expected um, the series to go to the seven games, but, you know, in this particular game, I think the Celtics get home court advantage again. How about you, Al? And sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't laughing at what he was saying. I was laughing at the comments, but... Uh, it's okay. Yeah, it be a no, I, I, I saw the uh, comments, so that's what I figured. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it should be a great series, as he was saying. Uh, great matchup. Uh, both teams can play some defense, you know, uh, uh, I think I would give the slight edge to the Bucks at home here. They, I think they really have to win this game. If they lose this game, they're in huge trouble for the rest of the series. So I think they come out with a sense of urgency. And, uh, yeah, I said defense, defense, defense. So as far as the total goes, slightly in the under, but it's a small number, so... I'd be careful with it, especially also no Middleton. The lineup kind of hurts uh, Milwaukee's offense, but so he did not yeah. play in game one either. Oh yeah, no, he hasn't. He hasn't been here the whole series. Yeah, yeah no, but I'm saying that just hurts their offense in general. He's a good defender too, but I mean he can definitely hit those threes. So uh, hurts them there, and uh, yeah. So that's my take on that one. Anyway, circling back a little bit, Chris Ruffalo, when I went over those standings of the handicappers, any surprise that Randy Chambers is like way up there and everything? <laughs> no, Randy, I mean, Mitch, Mitch and I both know Randy's been, Randy's been here since I've been, he's been, he's been here, here since I've been here, <laughs> no, yeah. he's, almost. But, yeah, uh, I, yeah, like, so I've, I've been here, we're going on six years now that we've, that we've been working together and I will tell you, this dude, this dude works harder than anybody. There's nobody that covers more games day in and day out over the last 10 years than Randy Chambers. I will, I will put him, he covers more games than other sites, entire website with their entire team of cappers by himself. I will put him up against anybody. And, uh, like I can't tell you how many times I've gone on to just even just like in, in passing. I've seen a WNBA article written by Randy, uh, an MMA article, same thing, even a, in the occasional anything. horse racing article or anything. something. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. NASCAR, just, <laughs> golf, tennis. I mean, it is off the chain. And I, I begged him for years to be a handicapper on the site, you know, for years. And it's like finally he, he did. He's like, well, if Ruffalo can do it, I can certainly do it. So, um, <laughs> Got him, got him out there. But he is, uh, he's cold blooded. It's just 
the amount of knowledge that he knows about every game and every team and everything and all of sports, I don't think I honestly don't think there's another person anywhere that that covers more than he does. I I, I don't think it's humanly possible. I, I just don't. I mean, it's like he's the type of guy like back when I was writing, when it was just me and him writing, I'd be like, "Oh man, I'm feeling really sick. Don't worry, I got all 15 games. You know, no problem." And it's like. It's like he's the type of guy. It's like someone calls in sick late. You know, he's just like, I got him. You know, Carol doesn't like show up or anything. It's just, just it's automatically without, done without without fail. Yeah, without fail. Um, tremendous. But um, super happy to have him, and I'm just glad that he's part of our crew. And I hope to get him on shows and stuff. He's not. Um, he's he's done video for us a few of them but he's super camera shy even on like the zoom calls and stuff he doesn't usually shows he doesn't usually even do his thing but i think he's it's, it's, it's usually the picture of the egg yeah he's usually not he's not a um he's not a person that you just see out there you know or whatever but just because you don't see him it doesn't mean that he doesn't know his stuff and you know He's not going to get them all right, but I'll tell you what, he's going to know the ins and outs of who's playing, who's not playing, what these guys have done for the last, you know, 20 times they've played each other and all that stuff. And he knows it off the top of his head, which is pretty amazing. Anyways, we go to Major League Baseball. Speaking of cheese. Um, some cheese. I saw the grilled cheese on the donut and I thought, that's got to. It's definitely how many points Weight Watchers points do you think that thing is? <laughs> Not as many as you'd find at the Heart Attack Grill. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. <laughs> Ruffalo takes me to the Heart Attack Grill in Vegas. They don't. They don't even have anything that's not meat on the menu. It's like there's nothing for me on the entire menu. It's like yeah, we circle. They weigh me in at the, the door. That's the fastest I've ever circled out of a restaurant. Is probably when we realized there oh was nothing God. that was. Oh, I had to. The thing is, they were ready to close, and these guys wanted to go there. I hadn't checked them in. I had to grease the person to get in. You know, it's like, all right. Imagine that having to grease someone at the heart attack grill. I did. I did. I greased the door person. It's like, all right, you guys can come in. Uh, I think there's a table. Yeah, I can find your spot. I, I'm a major. <laughs> I admit it. I'm one of those people. It's like, oh, guys, it's like, yep, that's me. I always grease the door person. I also am a ridiculous tipper of the starters at public golf courses. <laughs> it's like, yep. Hey, he didn't have a tea time. It's like, yes, he did. Are you sure? Are you sure about that? Anyways, Reds Pirates game one. They are going to play the Reds. Uh, Got the day off. Will it help them? Because Nick Lodolo's going here. Bring a mitt to Great American Ballpark because, man, it is, uh, it is, uh, the ball should be flying. Mitch Keller and Nick Lodolo. Eight and a half on the total on that. It looks a little bit like a sucker line. Um, yeah, I just saw those pictures change as well. What happened to that? It's Brubaker and Overton in game one. Oh, all right. They so, changed it. And then these guys are the now. later game. No, I, yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing Robert Duggar as the uh, the starter for Cincinnati in the second second mm-hmm. game. All right, so Brubaker and Overton, Clayton Kershaw and Drew Smiley at Wrigley Field, and uh, B 
Bieber and Gausman now listed as game one in uh, Cleveland. I thought that was game two. So, uh, did I? <laughs> They're changing everything on us here. Yep. We're on the show. It's crazy. Um, Al Ninos, what do you think of these three games? Um, I like, I like, uh, I'd be careful, you know, I've been, uh, fading this, the reds really hard, but, uh, I'm not sure. I think this might be one of those spots where, especially with the double header, they, they sneak a victory in and break their little slump, but uh, I don't know. I'm not rushing to bet that one either. Uh, I like Gaussman in, uh, in game one here with the Blue Jays. And maybe a lean to the under in the Dodgers game. How about you, Jovan? Yeah, um, are we on? Are we on? Um, just the, the Toronto Cleveland. Yeah, the first three: Red, Reds, Reds, Pirates, Cubs, Dodgers, Game One, and uh, Guardians, Blue Jays, Game One. Yeah, so I like, I like Shane Bieber in this one. Actually, um. I had I, the the game that was postponed yesterday. Though Shane Bieber was going in, you know, I'm not going to change that. Um, you know, got some good plus money going. One fifteen, it looks like right right around now, and um, yeah. So I just I just can't trust Toronto's bullpen. You know, that's you know, I think it's, it might get it might be close in the middle winners, but you know, I think that um, Toronto will give it up late. And you know what um what the Guardians do with right-handed pitching, you know it's 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 formidable. So, um, I think the overs in play in the Cincinnati game about won the first game, and that's about it. Yeah, I I have to say that for me the Blue Jays, I don't know if it's the bullpen, the starter, or whatever, but it just seems that they're super susceptible, and we've seen it, you know, more than once this season to the to the big inning against you know it's like they just have the one blow up inning it's kind of like how Cole has been throughout his career like when he was with the Pirates he just have the really one bad inning with the Astros the one bad inning of course the Yankees just a bad career um Brian what do you think of these three yeah I agree with Jovan here I, I like the Guardian I like the Guardians yesterday no reason for me to jump off them in game one they probably should have been a premium play I like Eber on the mound definitely a good value here at home I'm going to take Brew Baker and the Pirates over the, the Reds. I, I like Overton and what he's done in the minors, but I just think that uh, you rarely see the Pirates favorite on the road. And Brew Baker's had an awful start to the season. I think he has a good start against Cincinnati. And then I'll take the Cubbies over uh, my favorite team, the Dodgers. Cub, uh, Dodgers 1-7, I believe, last eight in Chicago. So I think it's worth 2-1 to one on my money. I'll take a chance for the Cubs. Traditionally, if you go back like 10 years, it's it's that same pattern of like one, one out of every seven that they win in Chicago. They just get crushed at Wrigley. It's the horrible, horrible place for them. Ruflo? Yeah, I'm probably be the only one that maybe sticks on this, but I'm, I am going to go with the Blue Jays in game one because Shane Bieber, yeah, you know, he's, he's Cleveland's ace, but the, the games where he's gotten run support, has been questionable pitching on the other side. And on the White Sox, they beat the White Sox, but that was Dallas Keuchel, who's been a pin cushion for other teams. They absolutely teed off on him this season, even going back to last year. They got uh, 10 runs. A bunch of them came off of Tyler Molle in the game that uh, they beat Cincinnati. But Kevin Gosman, I know he's not going to, you know, not give up a home run all season. That's going to end eventually. Same thing with the not being able to give up a walk, but 
nobody's hitting a splitter right now, and he's pitching some of the best baseball I think I've ever seen Gosman pitch. And, yeah, the bullpen is susceptible. I can tell you right now the only reliable relievers they have are maybe Adam Simber and, and Jordan Romano in the ninth. But outside of that, I, I don't see much coming from Cleveland here. I think Toronto's offense gets to gets to Bieber and gets to Cleveland's bullpen here. So I like the Blue Jays there. I'll have to come back to that pincushion analogy later. I'm not sure I understand it. But Romanelli, um, how about these three? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Guardians in both games to the doubleheader. I think they at least take one of them. Uh, but if you're getting plus money in both spots, you might as well take it. You can make a profit if, if at least they win one game. But Kevin Gausman, you know, although he is pitching really well, I mean, you can't deny it. No home runs, no walks allowed. To not have a single walk or home run allowed and still have a 2.270 RA does concern me a bit. The biggest reason for that is he gives up a lot of base hits is of a lot of hard contact he's in the bottom 22nd percentile and hard hit percentage so the guardians have been great against righties this season number one in baseball team ops against righties i think they can get to him here but i really don't trust shane bieber too much either uh 3.965 he's not pitching nearly as well as his era may suggest so i think the blue jays bats get to him here so i, I like the guardians but i also like the over in that game you ever think of a regression like you know like for a guy like bieber um you know to play to the back of his baseball card and that, you know, maybe he's a slow starter like Max Fried or like a Zach Greinke. I mean, I don't think he's necessarily off to a slow start. I just, I think he's going to regress more. I mean, 2.45 ERA is pretty solid, but I don't think he's pitching that like with that way. Yeah, get the FIP out of here. Joe, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I got to roll with the Blue Jays here, you guys. They're so strong in that opening game of a doubleheader. If I was going to go with the Guardians, it has to be game two. In um, the first game of a doubleheader in a day, the Blue Jays are 13-3 and three in their last 16 in that opening. They're also so strong on the road, 5-1 and one in their last six road games. I think with Guzman here, we can rely on the Toronto Blue Jays to come out and get the win. But I hear what you guys are saying on the Blue Jays' bullpen, and this one probably goes over. Um, if the Blue Jays are going to pull off this win because they have had those innings where they let the other team get those runs. They've on quit them. on so the field. Me- They've quit on yeah. the field more than once. No. I have a problem they with have- that. I have a problem with that. They've quit they on so the field. The over as well. I mean, you have these star players, you know, and all that stuff, but against the Yankees, they quit. They absolutely quit. And that, that when you have a quitting problem, you got a manager problem. I haven't seen a quit job like that since the Phillies on Thursday. I mean, this is like, I mean, the Jays, they they are, they did it also in the game one against the Guardians too. They, the Guardians started started um, hitting around the order and it's like, it's always a rally where they go all the way through. All nine batters come to the plate in the, in the rallies against the Jays and the Jays just look like disinterested. Like, they pack it in like the Phillies did on Thursday. It's almost like Girardi's managing them. Maybe telepathically. Yeah, I I don't see it there with the, with the, the Blue Jays unless Gausman's going to pitch you know, 10 innings or something, which he's not going to. Um, Cubs is easy money here against the Dodgers. They just absolutely own the Dodgers at Wrigley Field. They just slaughter them. I, I, everyone knows these. I don't like either of these teams, but I've been to, I said this yesterday, I've been to an inordinate amount of games of Dodger Cub games at Wrigley Field, and I've sat with Dodger fans who get, have told me 
we're sick of hearing this song. The go Cubs go when the Cubs win the game. They're like, we're just sick of this. And, I mean, I've sat, like, with people that have ownership interest in the Dodgers that have said that. It's just some teams, it just, you can't really explain it. It just is what it is. And the Dodgers, Wrigley Field is their death march. I like the uh, Cubs. I'm going to parlay it up as a sweep today, to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not joking or anything. I'm, not just, I'm just saying I fade the Dodgers anyway, but I always fade the Cubs too, right? But it's like, I mean, I hate, I wear my Cubs suck shirt, but this is just a miserable spot for the Dodgers at Wrigley. I don't know why it is. I'm not sure why. You know, Wrigley is, the, is one of the fields that has the exact same dimensions, right, all the way around. Isn't the home run, in, it used to be. I don't know if it still is the same way. But the home run to the left used to be the same exactly to right. Like this exactly. When they did the old, anyone ever seen? Yeah, remember the old, well, you guys don't remember. But there used to be a show called Home Run Derby. And I never saw, like, the real one. I only saw the, um, I only saw the replays of it. Like, they used to show the replays maybe when I was a kid. They show the replays of it. And you, got, you have to, you guys should Google this and watch it on YouTube. It is really, really cool. It's called Home Run Derby. It's a show that they had. And it wasn't like, you know, guys you never heard of. It's like Mickey Mantle is on Home Run Derby and Hank Aaron and like all these guys. And it basically, exactly like the Home Run Derby is at the All-Star Game, one-on-one. And then the guys, the winner would get to stay and play the next day and like, Tomorrow we have Carl Farillo. Tomorrow we have, you know, tomorrow it's Hank Aaron. <laughs> tomorrow is Willie Mays. It's like, that's what it was. And it was like those guys, you know, too. And it's like, yes, you've won the game. You've won today's home run derby. You'll be playing Willie Mays tomorrow. Good luck. <laughs> and it was at Wrigley. The, the show, the, the, we're back to my point. The show is at Wrigley. It's at Wrigley. So... It's really cool. You have to check it out. Because the guys, it's like talking, you know, it's like, it's craziness, you know, like a young Mickey Mantle, you know, up there. Seeing it. Oh, that's cool. I'll definitely check it out, Mitch. Yeah, it's, it was, it was, it's a fun watch. I remember watching it, you know, like um, many years ago, the replays of it. And it was Sonny Gray up against James Caprell. <laughs> He's got a job with the A's. How, how much longer is this guy going to be in the majors? I think he's going to the Pirates. He's the type of guy that ends up on the Pirates. He's, we have a job for you. Or he goes to the Yankees and is minus 210. Um, got the Phillies back at it. Now they've returned this matchup. Um, they were showing Eflin against... Um, they were showing Eflin against Bassett all night, and now it's showing Gibson versus Scherzer. Back to yesterday's matchup. And then we have uh, Framber Valdez. The Astros, the worst um, run production for the Astros in a decade this year, up against Eduardo Rodriguez. Romanelli, you think it's the ball or you think it's the Strohs? I mean, wh- which one is it here? Well, it's a little bit of both, definitely. Um, the ball doesn't help, but Houston, I mean, the other teams are definitely producing more runs. Uh, so it's been a little bit of both, but I think I've seen some signs. You know, if you watched that game yesterday, Houston, I don't know how many deep fly ball outs they had, but plenty of warning track shots. I think it's a matter of time before they get going. They said during the game that when the Astros have scored four or more runs, 
They've won every single time. And then they said, this is the fewest times they have scored four more runs through this many yeah. games in like franchise history or something. And then they brought in Larry Dierker to call an inning with them. You want yeah, to talk about that was cool. You want to talk oh God, it was terrible. It sounded like <laughs> he sounded he like it was in, shirt on. He sounded like it was into the scotch. So, oh yeah, he was he was not afraid to say anything. He was yeah. he said, Oh well, back in the day we didn't have shortstops like that on our team when he was the manager. <laughs> like calling out his players. Pretty much. Yeah. But I mean for the Astros to be sixteen and eleven right now with them not even playing at, you know, the best potential, I, I think that's pretty scary. How about so on the on the Apple TV games, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, I know you don't like the commentary. I've never, heard, I still have not heard the commentary, but I watched um, the Mariners game and I watched the White Sox, Red Sox. How about the statistics that they show on the screen during the uh, Apple TV broadcast? Totally different, um, totally different statistics than you see on any other broadcast. They tell you the probability of the guy to get the hit in the situations. They show the probability of, like, you know, to hit into a double play in these situations. Like, what? how many times these guys do that? And then the cool thing that I had never seen before is for the shift, they show you, they, they put, they create, they take, they put a graph over the infield and show exactly what percentage of the balls the guy hits to, like, really specific areas. And you could see... Raphael Deaver standing right there where it says 41%. You know, it's like he's, it's like clearly they have the same information and he's standing there. It's like it says 41% and he's right where it says 41%. He's standing right there. You know, it's like does not care where it is on the field. You know, he's standing right there. It's it pretty amazing to see. Anyways, Joe Madden, we got these three games. Um, a little long winded about it, but uh, what do you think? Yeah, we've got three games um, that are going to be really good right here. I'm leaning on the Minnesota Twins to get it done with Sonny Gray starting for them. I think what we're going to see out of them is they're just so strong at home. I can't trust the Oakland A's in this situation, and I think we have a lower-scoring game in this one. Um, both these teams trending nicely to that under, especially the Twins against right-handed pitchers coming in 4-1 and one in their last five games versus right-handed starters to that under. Minnesota and um, the Twins the A's coming in at eight and three in their last 11 meetings in Minnesota to that under. I really do think we've got a lower run game in this one. And then give me the New York Mets over the Phillies. I can't trust the Phillies to get it done. And I would be uh, ridiculed by you if I did take the Philadelphia Phillies. So definitely not taking them here. I think the Mets are just too strong against right-handed pitchers and too strong on the road. And the Phillies 0-4 in their last four overall. We saw them get up on the Mets in that one game and just let it go in that second half and I think the Mets just dominate in this one so um looking at home run derby Hank Aaron six and one on home run derby with 34 dingers but Mickey was four and one with 44 homers he was I remember watching Mickey on there I mean he was just smacking them and uh some Frank Robinson was on the show Dick Stewart Willie Mays was three and two. Um, Al Kaline, Harmon Killebrew, Rocky Colavito, Ernie Banks. It's is a it's a great watch. You got you got to check it out. Anyways, Romanelli, what do you like in these three games? Yeah, I got absolutely ripped to shreds in the comments for taking the Twins. 
uh, in this spot against Caprilli, and somebody said I must live in Minnesota or something like that. And it was it was funny, but I mean, for me, there's no reason not to take the Twins in this spot. James Caprillion just can't be trusted right now. I don't think he's major league ready. Uh, he made a couple rehab starts in the minor leagues, struggled quite a bit, and then he went and played the Guardians in his first outing. Four earned runs, four walks allowed, couldn't even get out through two innings. And uh, I think he's in trouble on this spot again. So I'll, I'll lay the run line with the Twins. Ruffalo? Yeah, I don't trust either Caprillion or Sonny Gray as far as I can throw them, and that's just personal preference. So probably looking at the over. Seven and a half feels like a low total, even with Oakland's offensive issues. I think it's uh, I think it's a game where we can at least see nine or ten runs in that one, whether it's the starters or the bullpens that get us there. But uh, I think that's the only only game I like of those three is the, uh, the over in Oakland and Minnesota. Brian? Yeah, I'm going to do something I normally don't do, take two favorites on the run line here. I think uh, Romanelli's right on the money here with the Minnesota Twins. I just uh, There's a reason this number's this high. I think Sonny Gray, you know, he's a capable veteran pitcher. First trip back to the mound in Caprile and just uh, he's batting practice. I think the Twins will knock him around today. I'll take the Houston Astros here with Framber Valdez on the mound against uh, Rodriguez. Tigers have been playing awful baseball. I think the Houston Astros keep rolling at home, beat them by two. You think the Tigers were bad yesterday? It really was just, um, you know, I'm it a was. Tiger guy. They it's gave up, guy. you know, Brisky gave up three three runs, uh, and you know he, they were all, you know, one was error, you know, really it was just an error that they got him on. It was, um, they didn't call it an error, but it really was an error. It was a misjudged ball, and the ball dropped in, and then they, the Astros ended up scoring the runs on that, and that was the game. I think that was their excellent shot to get a W in this series was yesterday with Brisky. Uh, I thought they looked terrible. Tigers? Today might be the yeah. Really? Brisky was lucky that he only gave up two home runs because every single swing was at the warning track. Yeah, but warning track power doesn't get it done. No, but very close. Track. Warning track power in a major league park. Speaking of warning track power, Brian, you done here with your uh, picks? Those are my two picks, two run line favorites today for me. Astros, Twins. Jovan, how about you? Yeah, I'm on the um, Mets on the run line. Um, Max Scherzer, I think he handcuffs um, the Phillies. And on um, on the Phillies side, Kyle Gibson, you know, his last game, he, he against this very team, he escaped. He escaped with five with five walks. And I don't think he escapes if he's, you know, going to, you know, um, send free – Free guys on the base paths, you know. So um, I think on um, the Mets win went big, and I like the over in the um, Detroit Tigers Houston Astros game. I think Evar's going to give it up. Framber Valdez, his last three, he has a 4.86 ERA. So you know, I think they could get past his eight runs in that game. El Nino's the. Uh... The, the weekly prize for home run derby was $2,000. So the winner, if they hit three home runs in a row, they got an extra 500 bucks. Um, how many players do you think they would get today at those at that kind of prize money? You think Bryce Harper would do it? I doubt it. I <laughs> you'd have, no to adjust that th- you'd uh, have to adjust that to inflation, Mitch. You, you, might, you might get some minor leaguers to participate, I think. I don't, even uh, think, I don't even think if you gave away real money, the, these guys would do it, to be honest with you. I really don't. Anyway, Sal, what do you think of these three games? 
think you got to give the fans what they want. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, yeah, you were talking about the uh, Astros' struggles over the last decade, I believe, right? You had said something about that, Mitch? That the what? They're not hitting as well, the yeah, Astros? Least run production. Yeah, well, you know, when you're not banging trash cans anymore, that can affect your hitting, too. So I think that's what's wrong with them. But, you know, they'll get used to hitting the, the ball the old-fashioned way soon enough. But, uh, anyways, I do agree with Jovan Hill. I'd like the over in that game. I liked uh, the under, first five under in the Phillies-Mets game. And I like the Twins minus one. I like the Cubs, both games. Go to um, the Red Sox, White Sox. It was all Vince Velasquez yesterday against uh, Boston. Just as Brian and I gave out to you guys on the show, pleaded with you to take Vince. I was angry that I screwed up and didn't take it as a premium. Uh, it was, so it was, all, was all over. I was just mad I didn't give it out reverse run line. He was, he's a greyhound out there on the mound. He, no one has better form than Vince Velasquez. I, I believe when they play the sound effect of, of a ball hitting a bat, it's Vince Velasquez, you know, it's a Vince Velasquez hanging, you know, pitch that, you know, someone just really cracks. It's like no one throws a textbook pitch like Vince Velasquez. And it's like no one gets cracked like he does when he gets absolutely hit, too. But uh, when he's on, he's on, you know. He's on, he's on. Keiko gets cracked all the time. He's not pitching today, so we don't have to worry about that, do we? It's uh, Nick Pavetta taking on Dylan Cease. The Red Sox, like I said yesterday, and I will continue to say it, the wheels are off the cart in Boston. Serious, serious problems here for the Red Sox. The, they have no starting pitching and no bullpen. It's a really bad combination, especially when you're not hitting. Um, so the Red Sox, I think, are... Last year, they were finished. They were picked to finish before the season up the track, and they were picked fourth in the division. Ended up way overachieving on that. I thought that their middle that that their middle of their starting rotation carried them through, kept them in position until they could get the guns there at the end of the season to get them over the finish line. But this year, just not happening for them, and they are getting absolutely rocked. The bullpen just looks gassed. I mean, they look absolutely done. And what they're, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, they're going to have to either do a trade, bring some guys up from the minors, some fresh arms or something. But these guys are just getting destroyed out there. They are just getting crushed. Um, top it all off, they don't even get to face Dallas Keuchel today as scheduled. It's still in cease now. And then um, Tristan McKenzie versus Ross Stripling at uh, for the Guardians in the Blue Jays game two. And then the one that Brian's been waiting for, he's been chomping at the bit to talk about this. Jordan Lyles on the mound for the Orioles. It's a magic. It was the happiest day of his life when Jordan Lyles signed with the Orioles. Um, he, uh, he's got the Orioles and Lyles all in the same game. Keeps it all together now and uh, saves himself an index card. And Carlos Hernandez on the other side of this one who had good numbers coming into the season, but those definitely look like a thing of the past at this point. Joe, what do you think of these uh, these three gems? Yeah, my favorite game in here is that Chicago White Sox-Boston Red Sox game that you were talking about. I really do think you're right. I think the White Sox come in, have a phenomenal game. I can't believe we're only getting them at minus 130. Such low juice here. They have dominated over the Red Sox, going 5-2 and two in the last seven meetings. And we can't trust Pavetta not to... Um, 
give up a lot of home runs here. And the Red Sox have struggled against um, they've struggled at home. They've struggled everywhere. So I can't take the Red Sox. I can't trust them at, trust in them at all. I think the White Sox come out nice and strong. But I do think this one goes over. These two teams trend to that under. But I think the White Sox probably get six runs on their own. I was offended by that minus 170 yesterday for the Red Sox. It was just yep. offensive. <laughs> Absolutely. Romanelli. I still got to disagree with you, Mitch. I, I don't think that that Apple TV broadcast is what it's shaped up to be. I love it. I, honestly, I love I it. Love I don't it. understand where they pull the numbers out with the ground into double play probability. And you look at, like, the uh, chance of getting on base. It, it's, say it starts at, like, 25%. The hitter goes up 1-0 in the count, and then the number goes down to 20%. It's like, how, did, how does it go down if they're up 1-0? It's this, but, guy, it's this guy against that pitcher in these conditions and, and all that other yeah. stuff, all factoring at that count. No. It's a numbers game, call Trevor Story, Rafael Devers. I don't know how you get those two guys mixed up, lefty hitters. One guy's black, the other guy's white. I mean, uh, just rough commentating and the. I don't haven't I haven't heard the commentating. I love the camera angles. Miserable. I love the I love <laughs> yes. the camera camera angles. The camera work. Love the camera angles. Are the best yes. camera angles. I will get. Yeah, I will say it's a really good experience, but the broadcast the commentating just ruins it. But anyway, I'm gonna Who's take the White Sox. Who's commentating that game? Oh, I don't know. I think it's yeah. Ninos. Their names. I think it's yeah, Al Ninos. Al Ninos, I call commentator. <laughs> I think Chris Young is one of the color commentators, but I don't remember the announcers' names. It's. But, I haven't listened to one word of it. You know, it's not that they're not talented announcers. They're just. It seems like they're unprepared. So I, I don't know. But yeah, I'm going to take the White Sox here. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll take the White Sox here in the money line. Pavetta just hasn't been good enough. I agree with Joe. I think he's in trouble here. So uh, give me the White Sox at a pretty good price. I'm trying to see if I can find out who some of the uh, Apple TV announcers are. I'm seeing Cliff Floyd, Katie Nolan, Steven Nelson. So that's, yeah. But um, I, I, I don't know. I, I like the White Sox as well, but just because, you know, Nick Pavetta has had issues, but it hasn't necessarily been the home run ball. It's been sort of keeping runners off base, a 1.84 whip this season. You know, it's been give, giving up hits and giving up uh, a lot of walks as well. But I think I, I, I would lean to more more towards justifying this price if it was Dallas Keuchel pitching. But again, with Cease, I don't expect him to be dominant like he was in his last start, where he had, like he was seven innings of one hit shutout ball with eleven Ks. But I think Cease just has to be good enough. Just I think maybe three runs over six innings, but I think that'll still be enough to get the White Sox a win here. Um. Brian. Yeah, I would have had the Baltimore Orioles yesterday with my guy Jordan Lyles on the mound. Uh, today, it's a free pick. I just uh, rarely you see the Orioles lay in this kind of juice, but they won two straight. I think it's a different Baltimore team uh, and Kansas City on the road. Royals are a team I, I looked at back when they're at home. I'll take Baltimore here on the money line and then the game two, the Blue Jays and uh, Guardians. I think uh, Romanelli hit on the head, hit it on the head. If you bet equal amounts on the Guardians in Game One and Game Two, I think it's uh, most likely that you're going to come out uh, on the positive end. How about you, Jovan? 
Yeah, so, yeah, I, I got to agree on um, Guardians in Game 2 as well. I liked um, Tristan Tr- McKenzie's stuff, and um, I think think he'll have a good outing against against the Blue Jays. Um, also, I got to lean towards um, Baltimore. You know, they're just, they're just um, you know, playing a better brand of baseball than the Royals. So just give me a lean on that one. You know, it's not too much juice that you're laying on that with Jordan Lyles. So, you know. Is that all? Yeah, that's it. Those those two. Al Ninos? Uh, I do like the uh, White Sox. I like. I do like the the Guardians in Game Two. Uh, Stripling not too impressive there. McKenzie. It's all up to McKenzie. I think it, was, it depends which which version of him we see. If he has a good outing, it should be a pretty easy win for the Guardians. If he struggles, then it's going to be a long day for them, obviously. Uh, but again, I wouldn't take him in game one. I think Bieber's one of the most overrated pitchers in the league. Uh, now that would be so Walker I'm, Bueller. Okay. Oh, let's agree. I, agree. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, he can be disappointing at times. So you know. And but, Garrett uh, Cole, two guys that you, you know, when the Bieber, cl- when the chips are on the table, I'm on the other side of those guys. Oh, and Zach Wheeler. Oh God, you can't you can't have the overrated pitcher discussion without Zach Wheeler. Yeah, he was only up for Cy Young last season. Exactly, and what happened when and what happened when he needed to get it done? And this year, I think he's starting to see his arm get back. Can you imagine if from the Phillies had the MVP and the Cy Young Award winner in one season with with the team with the with the with the crap they put out on the field? That that would just tell you that the wrong guys are voting for the rewards. I mean, that's really what I, we know that anyway in baseball, right? The wrong guys are voting, so it's like, you know, this is why Roger Clemens, Alex Rodriguez, Barry Bonds, Pete Rose are not in the Hall of Fame, right? They're not in the Hall of Fame because they took uh, performance enhancing drugs. Take out take out the years that they did. They're still in, all of them. How about all the other guys that they that didn't get caught? They they didn't take them. I don't think Henry Aaron used performance enhancing drugs. He what about all the people in that era? In that era, we're not. He wasn't in that era. Well, I don't know. The people in that, and we don't know if he did or didn't. We don't know well, those guys, know that, those old football players. Body. How about all those old football players that used to shoot up everything in the locker room like all the time? Well, football is different. All the time, they're in. It's not, a but, sport. And I don't think Schmidt used. Uh, performance I'm sure he did. I don't think so. <laughs> Not my Schmitty. Michael Jack Schmidt. <laughs> you see a strips. Carl, you see Ted Williams use this there. Right? I, I still love watching the Phillies broadcast back then. Michael Jack there, Schmidt. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a fully sacred time of baseball where there wasn't something going on. And we're going back to like 1920s like when when you had like the, the White Sox scandal. I... I it's been mostly, you'd like to think it's mostly been pure, but I, I think there's always sort of been something. Do you really care, though? Yeah. Like, do you care? I don't care. I don't care either. Everybody's do doing it. They want, Everybody's right? doing They're it. They're putting it in their bodies. They, yeah. they get to Every, it. it. And for most care. of the guys, it's mostly a healing thing about the injuries. Yeah. That's really yeah, what it is. It's not to, to build up whatever, except for maybe bonds. I don't know. <laughs> I did get a little bulky there yeah, at the end. Yeah, but the t- recovery time... <laughs> 
take those, right? Like, I think that, I don't know. I think it should just be legalized. I don't care. I don't know. I, I think it's not a great uh, role model exp- experience for young players. Because if you're going to have a dis- or advantage over other players, other players are going to want to take the steroids. And then that shows kids, all right, now you got to take steroids to get to level as some of the best players in the league. So I just think not the best for the game. And the what about, what about the person that is lacking testosterone overall? What about their testosterone levels are just off because of age, because of that thing? You don't think they should be able to take testosterone? I think they should. Hey, they can always join the freaking softball league these days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it just depends on what substances are allowed. I'm not sure if testosterone itself is not allowed, but I, I just... I just think it's a, you put yourself in a bad position if the league is widely using performance-enhancing performance drugs. But they all are behind the scenes. We all know <laughs> yeah. they are behind the scenes. Well, I, I know a lot of them are, that's for sure. Right? But, they are just making sure. They, they take something then to be clean for the test. Yeah. Right? It takes, them, what, 24 hours to be clean for a test? They know the tests are coming. It's like, hey, guys, next Thursday. It's like my kids were told at high school that there was a locker sh- search coming next Wednesday to make sure no one had drugs. Well, they had a week advance notice, right? <laughs> These baseball players get the same thing. All sports players get the same thing, right? I don't know. You think? <laughs> I don't know. Let's go back to the episode of The Simpsons where Ken Griffey had the massive forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one, Chris. Oh, man. The baseball episode of The Simpsons, arguably one of the greatest episodes of all time. Daryl Strawberry. Daryl. <laughs> that's still one of my favorites. I'll never get over that. Didn't you hear about that Olympian where her coach was putting something like even in her protein drinks and that kind of thing. I think we see a lot of this and we don't even know. Um, But there's different things that they can't have that are out there that do help them recover better. And this poor athlete wasn't allowed to play in the Summer Olympics. I can't remember who she was. She was a younger girl, maybe 16. She didn't even know it was in her protein shakes. Yeah, it was was like there was was another one that had like a vitamin D supplement that was just tainted. So it's... It's it's pretty much everywhere now. It's just a matter of yeah. how they how they choose to reprimand it. That's all. Absolutely. Well, all right. So we've kind of gone off the card here on the Shane Bieber questions, but uh, it's all yeah, it all started. Well, I, I didn't know where it came from. I didn't know how we got on this topic. Mitch tries to bait me in by mentioning Wheeler and how he sucks, and I have to say something, and it starts a long conversation. Well, no, it was, it was Ninos that said that Bieber was was overrated. At least the guys won a Cy Young award. I mean, it's like what? these other guys. I mean, have have got nothing. And here's, here's one last thing I had to say about Bieber was oh, you got to look at the opposition he's faced. I mean, that year he won that Cy Young. I remember being on the show with you. You kind of disagreed with me a little bit, but I still kind of stick by it. I don't think he faced the toughest uh, lineups that year. And you look at who he's faced this year, the Royals, the Reds, the White Sox when they were struggling. The Angels, okay, got some good hitters. But then it was Oakland that's also not doing great this year. So... He's a, he has a pretty easy schedule so far. I mean, yeah, he has good numbers, but I think he's supposed to have those numbers against these lineups. And who are you? Who are you? Who are you to judge? Well, well, I guess we'll find out soon enough. I mean, it's obviously uh, we can go back through all his old games too, but I, th- I think he struggles against a lineup like this today. 
Shane Bieber hurt you, didn't he, Ninos? No, I just think he's way overrated. <laughs> what did Shane Bieber do to you? Didn't sign the baseball. Walked home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at spring training. Didn't he say he was sorry? Didn't he do the whole song about it? I'm sorry. Yeah, he does have good numbers against this lineup, but I don't know. I still think he's going to struggle. Is it too late? What's it? Is it I'm too late to say I'm sorry? Or I'm yeah. sorry? Yeah. Or it's just I'm sorry. It's just I don't care yeah, if it's too late or not. The amount of Bieber puns I could probably pull out right now. Oh, baby, baby, baby. Yeah. A lot of Bieber. Lot to be one less lonely out. Yes. All right. Um, lost. <laughs> I totally forgot what show I'm even on. Um, all right, got uh, we've got the uh, oh, I love Jordan Lyles today against Carlos. Anyways, Mitch Keller against Robert Duggar at Great American Ballpark. Boy, if you go to the doubleheader today at Great American, I, they're charging two admissions for this thing. Okay, charging two admissions. At Great American Ballpark. It's a day-night doubleheader. you got to pay two two admissions to go see the Cincinnati Reds. What do you think the crowd's going to be like at these games? Five grand. I think it's going to be less. Got the uh, Atlanta Braves. This one is interesting as all get-out matchup. Max Freed, Corbin Burns. Um, it's about as big as it gets, but Max Freed, traditionally a very slow starter. And Logan Webb against Steven Matz and Giants-Cardinals. Giants are struggling. Al Ninos, what do you think? Is Mitch Keller overrated too? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is the one I think actually the Pirates might win. I don't know. I'm staying away from these games. I don't like these teams too much. Uh, let me take another one. Look at that one real quick. Uh, yeah, I don't like these these matchups. So the, I mean, I've been fading the Reds consistently, but but today I'm just staying off them, and the doubleheader doesn't doesn't help me at all. Um, I do like the Brewers though in the other matchup. I think um, Burns is the better starter. Freed is a very good starter too, but I think Burns slightly better. The Brewers lineup's been hitting the ball better too. It's a much harder lineup, so I'll go with the Brewers there. As I said, the Giants have been struggling. Oh, man, they got to turn this around sometime, though. Uh, probably not betting it, but it's a slight lean to the Giants minus one. How about you, Jovan? I think he's frozen. Might be. Yeah. <laughs> Brian? Yeah, for me in that grouping of games here, I've I'm, I'm been getting burned on the crappy San Francisco Giants, but I think they're due to start turning it around. They're a uh, consistent winning franchise. I, I like Logan Webb on the mound against Matt, who's a bum. So I'll, I'll lay the juice here San Francisco. I think they get the W. How about you, Rufalo? Uh, I, I gotta go with the Giants as well. The, I, I don't know if, I, if I'm as harsh on harsh on Matt as calling him a bum, but uh, I will say this: the one thing that'll probably get the San Francisco Giants right is Logan Webb at home. I think they're 16 and 0 in his last 16 starts at home, going back to the start of last season. So Webb just not a pitcher that loses at home, and as well as the the cards are playing right now, Stephen Matz, we've seen him be capable of uh, throwing in a clunker. So I, I like the Giants in that one. 
How about you, Romanelli? I'm going to play name that pitcher with Brian here. Here's three stats I want to mention. You tell me who you think the pitcher is. 10.27 Ks per nine, 1.9 walks per nine, and only .38 home runs per nine. Name that pitcher this season. Otto. Not quite. <laughs> I'd have no idea. Your good old bum, Steven Matz. He's Steven, pitching very Steven. well. He's not a bum. Giants did not do. He's going to play to the back of his. He, he is a first half guy. He is a first half guy. Well, he's still, his ERA is high, but it's because he's kind of getting unlucky out there. Overall, he's a bum. No. Long term, he's a bum. <laughs> I think if you went against Steven Matz every game that he pitched, I think you'd end up ahead. Giants are 26. <laughs> Dodgers, Yankees, and Mats. Phillies, <laughs> 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 Dodgers, Yankees, Mats. <laughs> We've got a system. You mean the Cardinals getting the plus money? <laughs> Even I knew Ron was going to underhand that one when he was playing Name That Batter. I knew exactly where he was going with that. <laughs> Name that Pokemon. <laughs> Joe, what do you think here? Um, I'm going to go with St. Louis here. I think they do have a good day, and I don't like the value with San Francisco. I don't like uh, laying minus 135 with them. I love the plus 120 with St. Louis. I think they have the opportunity. They're 4-1 in the last five meetings in San Francisco, and I think this probably will be an over one. I do see some more runs coming in, just squeaking over that seven, but... I think, um, yeah, give me St. Louis. Great value. And then give me the Milwaukee Brewers here with Burns coming up. He's just so strong. A 1.93 ERA. I know Max Freed, 3.00 ERA so far on the season. Um, So what I'm going to also do with this one is take that first five under. I think we've got a solid first five between these two teams. Yesterday's game went six and three. There was only four runs in that first five. I think we got better pitchers up today. So give me the under first five. I like Logan Webb here. I like Corbin Burns. The Reds-Pirates game. They're going to get screwed on that doubleheader trying to double-charge people because I'll tell you what, they got such bad pitching matchups in these games. These things are going to go on all freaking night. They're going to be stuck there in Cincinnati. I, I They're so cheap at the Reds. I've been at a game where literally they had a three-and-a-half-hour rain delay and they played it out. They didn't even call the game. It's like just because it was only like the sixth inning, fifth or sixth inning, so they could still sell beer at the, you know, during that time. Ridiculous. Anyways. Bad owners, bad managers, bad players. Cincinnati. It's a bad situation. And the thing is, generally a super proud franchise in the city, you know, has always backed that team. A lot. It's just sad what's happened there. Terrible. Speaking of terrible, Zach Davies is up against Kyle Freeland. How about this, man? The Diamondbacks and the Rockies flying under the radar there in the National League West. These teams are money bags, man. You guys like your, your you know, you think Dodgers, Yankees. I mean, people, I get crushed in the comments every day. Go, go against the Dodgers and the Yankees. You know, it's like. Because this is where the money is right here. These are the two money teams. Diamondbacks and the Rockies, man. These guys, they're doing it at, at on the cheap, you know, too. Either on the cheap as favorites or as the cover and run lines as favorites. And then as dogs, um, just beating up on the big boys. 
And in that West where it's all Padres, Giants, Dodgers, these guys make more money than any of those teams. I think more than all three of them combined, is my guess, this season. Anyways, Zach Davies is pitching, so Brian's uh, on the edge of his seat. Love Zach. You know that. You don't have to say it. I'll say it for you. Daniel Norris has a job. In a, what's that? Throw me under the bus. No, there's no bus. That. There's no bus. It's Zach. It's like he's pitching against Kyle Freeland, one of the worst road pitchers. You know the Rockies hit like they hit they hit left-handed pitching like over 300 as a team. It's like they hit righties at like 0. .6. <laughs> .06. It's like it's like it's like the I think it's the biggest differential between righties and lefties of any team is the Colorado Rockies. I mean, they just crush lefties. I mean, they just crush them. I mean, they're facing a righty here. They're batting 315 against left-handed pitching as a team. You do not see that, you know? You do not see over 300 averages as a team versus lefties or righties. You just do not see it. But that's the Rockies. So, road and righties, Rockies, bad. No bueno. Muy mal, as they say. Anyways. Cubs, easy money against the Dodgers. Tyler Anderson. He's got that experience, that Wrigley Field experience. He was on Pittsburgh. It's funny, right? He's on Pittsburgh. He has a 4.35 ERA. You put him on the Dodgers, and all of a sudden, he's a minus 200 pitcher. Of course, Daniel Norris. He's got a paying gig. Can't knock the guy. I love the Cubs in this one. I don't know. Norris, I mean, he loves to hover around that six mark. You know, It's, it's a good number for him. <laughs> I think he might, he might t- shave a little off of that today. Um, and then Michael Lorenzen, who looks like a different pitcher out of... You know, these Reds pitchers go to other teams, and all of a sudden they're really good. Michael Lorenzen here in, in Los Angeles looks really good. Up against Josiah Gray, who we're still waiting to see that high side. Al Ninos, what do you think of these three? Yeah, tough game between the, the Diamondbacks and Rockies. You made some good points uh, for the uh, for the Diamondbacks. Um, but, yeah, I might stay away from that one. Uh, I like the Angels, minus one. That's probably. If Zach Davies name. changed his last name to Kershaw, would you, if he was Zach Kershaw, would you take him? Uh, how could I pass up on that? Where's the Kershaw shirt? I emailed you about that a long time ago. I got uh, unfortunately uh, mixed up. I had a. Uh, I said I had issues with my washing machine, right? So I had oh, that's right. That's my, right. You got to yeah, get a new yeah. one. We love the and Kershaw my, shirt. And my, uh, I do. I do. I do. I think I have a new one somewhere. I can't find anything anymore. Joe's never seen the Kershaw shirt. But um, it's actually not a Kershaw shirt. He was just the top head in the middle. He had the giant Kershaw head on it. It said Kershaw across the bottom. I think it had the heart around it. No, but yeah, I unfortunately mixed up with a dirty bag of laundry, got mixed up for a bag of trash, so it got thrown away with some other cool shirts, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that's what happens when the kids are in charge of taking the trash out, I guess. But anyways, back to these games. Um, 
Maybe the over in that second uh, Dodger-Cubs game. And as I said, I like the Angels minus one a lot. Nationals, uh, I think, are a better team than what they look like and what they've been playing. Uh, and the record, definitely. But uh, Angels playing real well, too. As you said, Lorenzen's been pitching well. And uh, I like this Angels team lineup a lot. At least a piece of it. How about you, Jovan? Yeah, give me the Nationals. I like Josiah Gray. As long as he, um, you know, keeps the ball in the yard, he's he's okay. Um, that in in, in his walks. Um, I think that Juan Soto is going to send somebody deep, um, in this one, whether it's Michael Lorenzen or one of the bullpen guys. So give me um that plus money with the Nationals. Um, their batting lineup is not as bad as um, what people think. Um, and give me um, San Diego. Um, as long as I, I know Pablo Lopez is having a good season, but you know, as long as um, Miami's losing, I'm a, I'm gonna be um, you know fading them. Yeah, we might as well go to the last one here as well because the Yankees, Mar- the uh, Mariners, Rays also we'll put in this group too. If you have anything on that one. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, nothing on, nothing on um, Tampa Bay and Seattle for me. All right, Brian, anything in this yeah. grouping? Yeah, but I like a bunch in this grouping. I think we've seen some good spots out of Josiah Gray last time out. Six innings, a shutout ball against the Giants, allowing one hit. And uh, Lorenzen's been pretty good. I'm going to go with the under nine in the Nationals Angels. I like the Cubs in game two over the Dodgers. Again, I think if you put equal amounts on the Cubs in game one and game two, I think you should end up being ahead. And I'll take um, – yesterday I had the Diamondbacks today. I'm going to go ro- Rockies with Kyle Freeland. I think uh, Rockies get a W here tonight. I, Zach Davies, uh, I, I'd rather back the Rockies' bats. And Chris Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a few I like here. I'm going to go with the over in that uh, Colorado-Arizona game. I just think – like Mitch said earlier, Freeland not a great road pitcher, and Zach Davies, while he has pitched a little bit better than I'm used to he- see- seeing him pitch, I still don't trust him really as far as I can throw him, but he is pretty light, so maybe I could throw him pretty far. We'll have to see if maybe he could be in the shot put challenge too, but uh, I, I think I'm going to go with the over in that one. Um, I like the Marlins. For me, Sean Manai is just he's had good outings and bad outings since the Padres. Pablo Lopez, on the, on the flip side, has been really consistent for the Marlins. I think this is a spot where the Marlins could uh, could grab themselves a victory here, help Lopez keep his strong start going. And I, I like the under in that Washington and Angels matchup. I think Josiah Gray's been the best shot for, for the Nationals to pick up a win on the mound of any of the starters this season. And I think he'll be able to, to try to match zeros with the Rens in here, who really shouldn't have too much of a hard time, given that uh, Washington struggled offensively more often than not this season. I think that may be a game that hits five six runs max not anywhere close to eight and a half so i like the under in that one ron romanelli yeah i agree with jovan and chris uh i do like the nationals in that game uh i, I think josiah gray is pitching a lot uh, very well this season like ruffalo mentioned you know he was a top pitching prospect we really didn't see much from him in the first few seasons but now 31 strikeouts in 26 innings, a 3.12 ERA. You know, like Jovan said, if he can limit the long ball and the walks, he's been pitching really well. 
and uh, just coming off a six-inning shutout performance against the Giants on the road. So I, I think there is value with the Nationals here. I, I took him on the run line on the video, the runs rundown video, but I think he could take the money line too, take a shot with that plus money. Joe Madden. For myself, um, I agree with that over. I'm not sure who said it between the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. I think we do see the ones coming in on this one. I'm going to lean on the Diamondbacks to get the win with Zach Davies. I think they're going to have a solid game. And we look at the Diamondbacks. They're 5-2 and two in their last seven games as home favorites. And the Rockies, when they come in as an underdog, they don't play well. They're 0-5 in their last five games in that underdog role. I'm going to pay the light juice on the San Diego Padres. I think they come out and have a great game here against the Miami Marlins. Um, the Marlins have struggled in San Diego, going 1-4 and four in those last five meetings and the Padres strong against right-handed starters so I think they will hit nicely off of Lopez so give me the Padres and then for myself I'm gonna have to take the LA Angels here I Josiah Gray is good but I can't trust the Nationals to finish this game off strong I probably would look at the Washington Nationals in that first five though and um, then the LA Angels for the full game I love the Angels in this game Josiah Gray's got the high ceiling, but that's all we've ever seen from him is this talk that he's got the high ceiling. Nelson Cruz is a little dinged up as well, and the Nationals need everything that they could possibly get in this game um, in order to beat a team like the Angels, who are just a world of talent and just have never been able to put it together. There's an, a manager that actually is really good at that, and I don't like this guy personally. I don't like, like the way he hams it up for the camera and turns it into his... It turns every game into the Joe Madden show. And I don't mean this Joe Madden because she could have her show. She wants it's called pumpkin crazy. So what was it? Three 30 on weekdays. And uh, whenever she damn well, pleases whenever she damn well, pleases on the weekend. Um, but um, yeah, this guy, you know, when we saw him in Tampa Bay, he did it with basically nothing. Then he took a bunch of underachieving stars, you know, with, bad attitudes in Chicago and won a world series with them. Now here he is in Los Angeles with a team with a super high budget. I mean, the angels have always been big spenders, always have been big spenders. And, um, here he's got these guys healthy and, um, look at what they are. They're 17 and 10. These guys are going to the world series are damn close to it. And I don't think the Washington nationals on the road is a very good place to be today. I think they're going to get absolutely jacked, and um, for good reason because they're not a very, they're not a good enough team to compete with this. You look at the Angels lineup; it is the All Star team. I mean, they, they it's we can we can say whatever we want, and I I talk about the Philly salaries. There's nothing compared to what these guys are paying over here. You got Mike Trout making forty. You got Rendon making thirty five. You got you got some guy named Otani. You know, who's also on the same team as these other guys. Walsh is goes on and on, man. These guys are really, really good. And I would not be I, I think this price that you're seeing on this, if this was if the, if you if you took this same team, exact same lineup, called them the Dodgers, this exact matchup, they'd be minus two eighty today. And and really? probably a good value at that. Lay three and a half, four and a half, five and a half runs this thing is lay it all love it gotta strongly disagree with you guys i don't know what you guys are watching to be honest with you 
I've watched Josiah Gray throw six innings and give up one hit against a Giants team that does hit the ball. Uh, you think he's shown glimpses of? of you think the Giants lineup is better than this lineup? No, not even close. No, not even close. What you mentioned, if this was the Dodgers, they'd be minus two sixty. I don't think so. I definitely think minus so. Two hundred, at, yeah, at least, at least, at least. I think you guys are way off on this one. This the Angels are super hot. Madden is staying out of the camera. Not this Madden, the other one. This staying out of the camera and managing his team. And he's doing a real nice job. Yeah, I, I give credit where credit is due. Very quiet. They play those late night games. Not everyone gets to see them. You always get value there. You guys are knocking futs. Angels don't have Bundy anymore, so I've kind of disowned him. Oh. <laughs> That's the reason I bought I'll, him. I'll say it again. That you know, I said it. I said it on yesterday's show. And I'll say it again. You know, for the rest of my life, I've never seen a more dominating pitching performance than Otani on Thursday. Man, that was just surgery um, that he did. That was mm-hmm. unbel- That was just unbelievable. If that guy stays healthy, his career can be pretty amazing. It was yeah. just unbelievable. And I, I've seen, like I said, I was at Roger Clemens' 20 strikeout game at Fenway Park. And it's I, different when you can go around and hit on the other side, too, though. I mean, it wasn't really, I'm just talking about, you know, yeah, 99 pitches and, you know, what was it, 80, 81 strikes on 91 pitches, yeah. 99 pitches. I mean, and he's throwing 100, you know, and change. In the sixth inning, and I was like, "Yikes!" You know, what? I mean, what are you going to do about that? You know, <laughs> it's like there's nothing you can do. Close your eyes and swing. That's what they did. They, it's like they they never even threatened. You know, that was it was like they never even threatened. They didn't even get a guy past second base the whole game. I think they only had a couple guys. The only one who hits him is J- is Jackie Bradley Jr. He's the only guy that can hit him. That'll be the guy the Angels get next. Because he's the only guy that I've seen that can consistently hit him. Everyone has that guy. Like the Cubs own the Dodgers. It's like Jackie Bradley Jr. can hit Otani. You know? It's like kind of the same thing. JBJ. All right, that, that wraps it up. We got parlays. Anyone have parlays or um, rebuttal? Yeah, Any rebuttal? <laughs> My parlay today is the Golden State Warriors minus the seven points teamed up with game one and game two Guardians money line. Well, we're going to kind of go in order, but that's okay. We'll go, we'll go random. Who's it? Who wants to go next? Ruflo, you normally have this one. Oh, go ahead. I'll go uh, White Sox, Angels. Where's the last one? Damn it. I thought I had it. Where'd it go? Oh, man. Lost it. I'll come. I'll find it. Where the hell is my third one? Oh, Brewers. Angels, White Sox, Brewers. Some value there. It's not a battle. Ruffalo loves to talk. What do you got, Ruffalo? 
<laughs> I don't. I, I don't filibuster. It's like how much? How much to. time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to go alphabetically, reverse <laughs> alphabetically? Um, I'm going to go with the over in uh, the Colorado Arizona game. I'm going to go with the Chicago White Sox on the money line, and I'm going to go with the San Francisco Giants. Jovan, you got one, or you want us to come back? I think he's, he's muted. Yeah, muted. Muted. Yeah, so uh Guardians game one, money line. Washington money line. And the Brewers Braves under full game. Or you could do um First five, if you don't want to, you know, <laughs> sweat it out with the bullpen. Romanelli, any prop, parlay, anything you got for us? Yeah, I'm going to do a dog parlay with the total. I'm going to take the over in the Guardians-Blue Jays game one, and then I'm going to take the Cardinals on the money line, and I'm going to take the Washington Nationals on the reverse run line, minus three and a half. No, I'll take them just on the money line. No, go ahead. I don't care. I don't care. Just boost my odds, if anything. <laughs> Just the money line for me. I'm not a glutton. Joe Madden, you got anything? Yeah, I do. I'm going to take the over the total between Pitts and uh, Cincy. I'm going to take the White Sox on the money line, St. Louis on the money line, and the Blue Jays on the money line in game one. All right, I'm still putting mine together here, but while I am... Um, just remember a couple things. Number one, 15% off. You can use it once. May 15 is the coupon code for your premium picks. You can use it once. We're going to do one special a month. Last month, that was the consensus report. Also, my most asked question, how do I become a capper? Can I be a capper on your site? They all fit under that same category. Here it is. I'll be hiring one new capper for pick dogs from Twitter. To apply, email me. Tell me why it should be you. If you do not use a real picture, it isn't you. If you can't find my email, it isn't you. If you DM me, it isn't you. No retweet, not you. Good luck. Um, I should one more rule. Sure, we get a ten. If well, if they DM me for your email, no, no, you either because yeah. I've already got six. Oh, it, <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it says contact us on the website. I'm pretty sure it says that. Hint, you know, hint. I'm pretty sure it says all of these people here have found me. You know, they've they've found me. Every one of these people here has found me. So I'm not that hard to find. And a lot of other people, the trolls seem to find me, no problem. So, um, but I would say also that... Um, the, well, what was I going to say? Oh, if you've applied in the past or you've emailed me in the past and I've said no, I would try a different approach. <laughs> because <laughs> if I didn't hire you from that, well, obviously I'm not going to hire you now. So try a different approach. You know, tell me, you know, tell me why. But I'll tell you what, I, what will really help you if you have a strong social media presence and can kind of show us the way, lead us, you know, into that social media. So I'd be uh, way into it. But anyways, I'm putting my parlay together. I, I'm, I just want to get the exact payout on this thing because it is a monster. And um, let's see what we got. Got um, 
so I have this one and then my last one oh it's this one and then we're gonna put it that at all right so the parlay is the parlay is it's it's Oh, it reset it. Hang on a second. Damn it. All right. I knew that seemed light. So it is. All right, that's correct. And then this one. Oh. oh I see. All right. It is. The parlay is Twins minus two and a half. Orioles minus one and a half. Angels minus four and a half. A hundred bucks pays three thousand five hundred sixteen dollars and ninety seven cents. How much? A hundred bucks pays three thousand five hundred and sixteen dollars and ninety seven cents. Nice, I like it. That's how you get it done. The telestrator. That's how you draw it up on the telestrator right there. Faden, Jovan, and Romanelli, not exactly the best strategy that I would recommend, but uh, hey, they don't win them all. <laughs> Maybe we'll pull a little hat on this one. It's not like Josiah Gray's never screwed you before. Anyways, thanks sure. everyone for joining us. <laughs> have a great day. I enjoyed having this good crowd here. Tomorrow we'll be back. We'll have the uh, same bunch of people or more people or other people. I'm not really sure. Um, who's coming, but uh, we will definitely be here. We appreciate each and every one of you. Make it a winning day. If you want to be a capper, you want to be on the show with us, you want to hang out, you want to be on Puckin' Crazy with Joe Madden, then you can uh, send me your send me an email. Tell me why. You know, Tell me why. Don't say, oh, I'm a good capper. I hit it 57%, and I did this, and I did that, or whatever. What are you going to bring to our team? Because you got to be able to work with me every day. And that's... that's it, it can... I, all right. I know you guys will find this tough to believe. I can be difficult. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate all of you guys. Um, shout out, tweet, um, you know, do whatever. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. 15% off for May. These guys are red hot. <laughs>